0: Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. It's Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc. And I'm joined today by Mr. Stephen Englefield, one of my fave podcast guests. I mean, I do say that about everybody, but with you, I really mean it. <laughs> Welcome back, Stephen.
1: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: Um, awesome. Uh, Stephen, how has your day been going so far? What uh, What have you been up to?
1: Uh, it's been a good day so far. I uh, had to had to do a, a bunch of interviews for a, for a, a separate hat that I wear, so it's uh, it's been full on. But it's, you know, I'm on coffee number three, and we're going strong.
0: Coffee number three, lots of calls done. It seems like a pretty successful day so far um sweet how are you feeling after this week this is in full transparency we are recording on a friday and i think we got a little bit of friday energy or maybe at least i do I've, i'm only on coffee number one so maybe i need to get on your level
1: <laughs> i've, got, I've um, I definitely got one eye on the golf course for this afternoon
0: That's, oh god i got time
1: at 1 30 he's got my name all over it
0: Oh my god, I love that! Um, what golf course do you golf at? We live in Victoria, B.C. For anyone who does not know, we live on the west coast there. What golf course are you heading to this
1: afternoon? Uh, I wonder if I get like a shameless plug and they can give me some commissions off of this. But real, Ooh, yeah, influencer real, real cold in
0: Ooh, okay, we'll have to tag them in the social post or something. See so if you can get some sort of influencer <laughs> advantage. That's so funny. Um, awesome. Well, thank you again for taking time out of the day here. Um, I know that, uh, uh, the podcast that we've done with you in the past has just been so, so valuable. You have so much to share. Um, you're obviously the COO of AC Inc. For anyone who is a part of our communities on our roundtables, I'm sure you see Stephen all the time. Um, you also have, um, uh, started and successfully sold many businesses in the past. Your entrepreneurship um, genes are very, very strong. <laughs> um, and so you just have so much to share always and so many awesome action steps. You, I think you and I are both very much like very action step oriented. So I always love hopping on these because you're like, no, no, what's what's the actual thing that you can do? And then you yeah. and I are very aligned <laughs> on that, which is awesome. Um, so today, I this is kind of going to be an interesting, like an, a different kind of conversation because um, it's less going to be less, uh, just as I finished talking about how much we love action steps, it's gonna be a little less about the action step thing and more just about, um, the franchise industry and just, um, innovation in the industry and, and ethical franchising and, uh, changes we are seeing coming through, coming through conversations we've had over the past uh, several years in in the space. Um, you don't come from franchise industry the same way that Angela does, which I think gives you this really interesting, very business minded perspective on the space, which is very cool. Um, And same with me, I I come from obviously marketing, not, uh, not specifically franchising and have obviously developed a whole bunch of franchise knowledge over the past uh, few years. Um, So it's cool, you and I often kind of have chats about just the space and and the industry and the people in it and, and uh, our unique kind of perspectives on it. Um, I want to kind of ask, in general, what are some things, like just anything, I know we've had some conversations over the past few weeks, but things that you're noticing in the space that you see kind of shifting over the next next few years. And this is obviously coming off of our retreat where we got to spend a bunch of time with some amazing people. Uh, you were just at the CFA. You have lots of, lots of events going on where you've been talking to people. And I'm curious to know what kind of changes, shifts, innovation you see coming up.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we're in a really, really unique position um, as a company at AC Inc because, you know, as, as you know, we do the roundtables and, and there's five of those all happening every week uh, mm. with, with everyone from CEOs to field coaches to marketing people. And so what we're, what we're able to, to do is, is leverage the collective genius and just see what, what is happening in regards to innovation. We're on the very, very forefront of that. and We're, we're able to sort of collect all of that information and it gives us a very unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the times on those roundtables, you know, I don't really say a lot. I just sit there and listen and, and sort of s- try, try to try to see in between the lines, reading between the lines and see where the opportunities are. And uh, when we were at the at the retreat back in April, um, there was, again, so many fantastic people, uh, pe- you know, very uh, competent, accomplished entrepreneurs who are very mission focused and listening to their frustrations and listening but 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 also where they see opportunities in the industry was really eye-opening
0: yeah one, yeah
1: what one, one of one of the the areas i think that came up a lot was how we value or evaluate the strength of a franchise system um, mm historically, and even up to this day, I feel like you go to the IFA, you go to the CFA, you go to any conference, and the first question that anybody asks a franchise or is how many units do you have?
0: Okay. Can we yeah. just take a second? Actually so true. And I totally forgot, but did you see Chris Ramo of uh, the franchise or Habitat happy cat hotel? Who's also a great member of our community. Um, he just posted something about this. I actually had totally forgot about that, but you just saying that brought it up. He said, he's like, that's, that's always the first thing I get asked at these events. And he's like, it kind of, it shifts the conversation so much because he doesn't even really care too much how many units he has. He cares more about like how happy his franchisees are, and how happy him and his family are. And He had this whole LinkedIn post about it, and it was it got some really good traction. So it's just really interesting that you say that now that you were also hearing other people talking about that at the retreat. It's just it seems like a common thread.
1: Yeah, there's there's so that like there's so many different factors that that don't get factored into how many units do you have? I mean, speaking to one of the franchisors on our company, he, sorry, on our on company retreat, he said, I, I don't need to sell another franchise. I think they've got like mid thirties. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to sell another franchise for the rest of my life because their average revenue is two to 3 million per location. Right. So they don't need to get to 50, 100, 500. So interesting. Yeah. They can get 30 and they've got a fantastic system with great support, and active coaching and, and they've got the team built out. And, the, and, and from a business point of view, it's making money and the franchises are happy. Yet, if you go to the IFA and say, oh, I've got 30 locations, there is not across the board, but there is this, okay, you're merging. You know you still mm-hmm. got a long way to go but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily that's not necessarily true and so if you're comparing that to the one to five thousand location brands you know there definitely is this okay so that's the good concept that's the great brand and below 50 is okay these guys are still figuring it out and I think that what we're seeing more and more is rather than the, you know, the McDonald's of the 1990s, which was, you know, like just sell, 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 and and, and throw these things up. I think you're seeing a lot more lifestyle, work-life balance bringing, mm. brought brought into it.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. And I, I I totally agree. And I think what's tough too is I think what people are really trying to ask when they ask something like, how many units do you have is more of that question that you were just bringing up Um, of like, what what stage of growth are you at, right? I think that's more what they're trying to ask. And we use that that term a lot, right? We use that term a lot because, and we we usually put unit numbers to it just to make it a little easier for people to kind of understand the general idea. But that's why we have calls with potential clients to kind of assess, okay, you could have, as you said, you could have 30 units, but have so much in place you have the active coaching profitability is there franchisee success is high franchisee engagement and happiness is high corporate team is happy everyone is like like that stage of growth is actually very different to an emerging stage where you're like we need lots still put in place we're still really developing our systems we don't have everything quite scalable yet um and i think every stage of growth is great it's great that you're at that that point and and you're you're working towards that next stage but but we use those numbers um, so specifically to describe what is actually more of a, I don't know, like a stage of business or a stage of growth is kind of the word that I keep coming back to, but it's like a stage of, um, where you're at. And there's so many different factors that play into that, as opposed to just how many owners have invested. Yeah, um, so you, you it, might,
1: you might have a brand that's got 500 locations, but each location does, I don't know, $50,000 a year in, in gross revenue. Now there's going to be strengths and weaknesses or, you know, more experience in certain areas. If they've got 500 locations, then they've vetted so many more people and they've onboarded yeah. so many more people. And, and so they're going to be strong in those areas. But again, like there's not really a, there's not really a lot coming in from royalties. So they need to have those high numbers. Mm. um, And and maybe then they they lack more in support because they don't have the core, the, the money in, in corporate to be able to provide ongoing support and ongoing coaching for for these um z's so compared to a company that may have 30 with a 2 million gross revenue and now those you know they've got they've got the, the cash flow to be able to then say cool we're really going to spend our time in franchising support
0: yeah yeah so true and I, I i do agree i have heard this like i mentioned obviously that um chris Raymond mentioned it in a post and i i heard people talking about it at the retreat as well and what do you think, are, what do you think from, from your perspective, I know obviously this is just like a prediction or, or, or uh, from your perspective, but what do you think are the changes that are going to come in? Because I do agree that franchising kind of is shifting in this way where we're kind of looking at it in a more holistic or more all-encompassing way, as opposed to just looking at a number or a very specific KPI and that's it. And that's no, you know, we're not asking anymore. We're not digging any deeper. That really is changing. And I know AC Inc. is very very intent on, on helping making that change and making that shift, um, in the space. What are some things that you kind of anticipate will be coming up that will be changing that a little bit? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I also just think be, before I even get to that, I just think that the demographic of franchising is changing. I think mm. we're you, it, it, just with everything, you know, we, we hear about Gen, Gen Z's or Z's if you're listening in Canada or <laughs> um, the UK. Um, I, I think if, you know, at the tail end of the millennials to the gen z's i i feel like there's way more expectation about being mission focused about um if if you if you heard an earlier podcast that i did about servant leadership uh, you know about really being able to feel heard and empowered and all of those sort of things but so i don't think that was quite as important in previous generations i think it was all about this is a business that you can make money in you know follow this and it was very compliance focused so yeah, I think that that's I think that is the beginning of the shift. And so you've got like a new guard of franchise systems, of consultants, of lawyers, of marketing companies coming in and replacing the old guard. That's happening at a higher level. Um, But with that, now what you've got are, I think, prospect franchisees, these these leads that are coming in that demand so much more of... Mm -hmm they're going to research your system so much more than they ever have done previously. They'll know more about you before they get on that initial call than you know about yourself. They're going to have gone through, I think, I think that was a statistic that it was um, the, the, the average time spent from a potential Z evaluating you, you and your system is three hours before jumping on a call. And, so and you can get
0: through, you can get through a lot of content in three hours. On so a that's, computer. Your,
1: that's your LinkedIn <laughs> That's your Facebook, that's um, company and personal on those. It's your website. It's going through your franchise booklet. It's looking at where your, your other franchisees are. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of research. And so um, with that, I, I think they don't care necessarily about the units. I think they're going to care about, okay, am I going to be happy? Am I going to be satisfied? Is this a good decision for me and my family? um you know obviously they need to be able to make money i'm not saying that that's not a factor but i think that what we're gonna see is a new rating system and i think that rating system needs to put the power back in the hands or not even back it needs to shift to putting the power in the hands of the lead rather than the franchise system because i think when a franchise system says oh yeah we've got 150 locations that is a power stance from the or positioning from the franchisor and the franchisee is kind of like, oh, okay, they've got 150, they must know what they're doing. We've lifted the HUDs on so many systems with 150 locations that honestly, you know, have, you know, not the best foundation. And mm-hmm. so, whereas we work with micro-emerging and emerging systems that really genuinely care, have this figured out and bring on very, very, very happy Z's. Mm -hmm. and so what we need you know you think about anything else you want to go and find a hotel on TripAdvisor or you want to get a flight or you want to go on Airbnb or you want to go on Amazon and order a a product you can see a rating you can see a review you can see comments from other customers it's never the company saying this is how good we are
0: yeah Um, yeah that's actually a really great example
1: That doesn't happen in the franchise industry what we hear in the franchise industry is the is the company saying this is how good we are. And not from the lead, so if we had a rating system that took into consideration, maybe the years in business, then how many units you've got maybe the uh, average revenue of each location. Maybe it takes into consideration the average income of each, uh, mm. each franchisee. Maybe it takes into consideration uh, the satisfaction of the franchisees and how you know their net promoter scores and all that. You know, again, I'm, I'm just brainstorming here. But mm-hmm. if there was a scale, sort of like the Moody scale for mutual bonds. Uh, which was for, you know, you're like triple A, double A, all the way down. If there was was that, then that means that a lead could come in and look at four systems and one might have 3,000 locations and one might have two, but based on this objective score, they could actually be ranked the same or maybe the one with two is actually higher than the one with 3,000, depending on what you're looking at. And I think that that really would change... The way that things operate in the industry because now companies are going to strive to be better for satisfaction strive to be better in regards to profitability and support to get higher up on a scale so that then the potential leads coming in will look at this and say actually 2000 location system you're ranked as a c here and this 30-unit system is ranked as, as a double-A, and so, you know, I want to go with them.
0: Yeah, and I hear you, and I, I I think that's a fantastic idea, actually. Like, just hearing that, I'm like, I know this is a brainstorm, and, and there's so much, obviously, that could be, like, refined and stuff in an idea like that, but I, I actually really agree that that is a shift we will start to see, because as as you said, like, the the values piece is kind of the first step. We're shifting to a, a much younger, much more um, information uh, uh, heavy consumer um, for both as a franchisee and as a, a direct consumer. And I think that values and mission piece is like the first step in that. And then from there, it's going to go to the next step. Well, not only do I want to have mission and values, I want to have a really, really good understanding, a deep understanding. I think that's a big difference is a very deep um holistic, I keep going back to that, but a very deep holistic understanding of the brand that I'm investing in, especially as um, a young person who only has so much income, right? Like uh, the economy is not helping a lot of us, us young folks um, for things like investments in either homes or businesses or, or opportunities or career improvement. Um, So I think having that deeper understanding of how valuable or how helpful a, um, an investment opportunity will be for me is going to be a big, um, a big shift in the way we look at this. And I also think just as a, as a kind of last thought on that idea, cause I love that actually so much just hearing, hearing that I, uh, that rating thing is, um, I think it would shift who wants to be a franchisor which we talk about all the time. We talk about it in our roundtables, we talk about it in team meetings, think tanks, but it's ensuring that people who want to start a franchise um that they love people they love supporting people they don't actually love being a mechanic for example or they don't actually love being a restaurant owner what they actually love is the impact that their brand can make in a community and they they their passion is then helping other people make that same impact so it becomes a people job as opposed to a restaurant job or a mechanic job right it it be, it shifts and so if you also know that you are going to be assessed on on a whole bunch of different metrics as opposed to just one or two, as it is kind of right now, um, and that you're going to really want to prove to other people like, um, that this investment is worth it on so many levels. I think it will shift who really is attracted to this model, which we already are seeing a little bit, um, in that franchising is not for everyone and that's okay. And, and corporate growth is not for everyone and entrepreneurship is not for everyone and all of that. So I think, I think that's actually a really good point that that might shift a lot of things, um, for a lot of different elements of the franchise, um, relationship.
1: If you're listening to this podcast and and you and you're a owner and, and haven't realised that you're in the relationship industry and the <laughs> mentoring small businesses industry, I'm I'm sorry that this is how you had to find out, um, <laughs> um, but. So, you know, like that, that is, that is the game that we're in. It doesn't matter what your concept is. You're, you're here working with people and helping to create generational wealth for people and support mm-hmm. them and building their businesses and, and having partners and, and both succeeding alongside each other. Um, and so setting that standard early, you know, it, it makes sense that we, we, you, you, if anything, you want a more informed yeah uh, prospect you want someone to come in with this mindset because it, it means that it's showing you attributes of that they you know that that they're doing their due diligence that they have the foresight to do their due diligence that they that you know they are smarter than your 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 average bear as it were and and, mm-hmm. and i think that that is that's really that's really important you don't want people coming in who who is like yeah sure this is like a good opportunity because they're the people that are that you're going to spend so much time and resources on later on down the line, trying to exit or trying to support, and 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 so I think if we can create a scale that speaks to a a more informed user that um, is prioritizing satisfaction then that in turn will create buy-in and that will create mission focus and that will create passion and and that will lead to engagement and profitability so then everybody wins
0: I love that. And I do just want to ask um, I know you and I are action step uh, uh, all about them, all about the action step. I do just want to leave um, people with kind of one last action step. We talked in an episode that we've done in the past, we talked a lot about having values um, and really knowing your mission. So we have talked about that quite a bit before in terms of the changing form of leadership. But is there one thing that a franchisor could do in this changing, changing franchise space that is going to make a really, really big difference in this changing demographic, in this changing industry um, that you would suggest, like as, a, as an action step that someone could take that would make a really big difference?
1: Yeah, 100%. Without a doubt, it's to invest in active coaching. Um, we have a, <clears throat> a trend changing from this compliance to coaching mindset, from this hotline support to proactive coaching mindset. Um, the amount of systems that we talk to and they're like, yeah, but they can call us whenever they want with the problem. And we've got a ticketing system and that's very reactive. The problem has already happened. If mm-hmm. you, you've now got, you've now had the wasted time since that problem occurred to then have to, to processing it, to then getting them out of it. So before you know it, even if it's a small thing, it could be weeks, if not months. Before that has been resolved, if we can, if you invest in proactive coaching, if there is, if if there is a small business owner or a franchisor that has gone through life without working with any form of coach or mentor, then I feel like they've missed an opportunity because to have an objective third party be able to um, give you insight to be able to have a a non-emotional look at your business is the most valuable thing and so that's what we mean when we're looking at active coaching we're not cracking the whip and saying you know we're doing an audit and you're doing this wrong and compliance this and you know we're going to pull out a default letter you know once you've done that the relationship's gone if we can get on board and say again we understand that we're in the mentorship of small businesses And we are going to invest in actively coaching you and and working on mindset and leadership skills and um, sales and profitability and how to manage your staff and all of these things, then you're going to set those franchisees up for success. And going then back to the new rating system or or, all that, that's going to be a big piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, a prospective z is going to want to know okay once i sign up what does support look like for me and if you can say well we've got these field coaches or regional performance managers or, or whatever it is that you want to call them and once you know once you go through training and onboarding you get passed over to these guys and then they're going to help you with getting this business up and running and optimizing it and they're going to be that your support system i think that is way more attractive than yeah and then once you're in if you ever need any problems we've got a ticketing system and you just send us a message so across the board that would be the that would be the main takeaway and and over the last 18 months specifically for ac inc it's 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 all we do now like we we have all these systems coming in and just being like we need help with active coaching we need help with field coach support coaching 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 because I think all of the, the modern way of thinking is caught up with people. And now they realize that, that rather than continuously trying to bring on new Zs um, and exiting out Zs that didn't work, low performers, if they invest in the Zs that they've currently got and move the needle with them, they're gonna, their system is going to be in a much stronger position.
0: Oh my gosh, so much good stuff out of this conversation. Thank you so much, Steven. I I, I love uh, the ideas that came out of that actually. That rating system sounds really cool. I think we need to talk about that more, maybe over a beer, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully soon. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, Well, thank you so, so much again. And uh, I'm hoping to have you back on the podcast every time. There's just, yeah, such good conversation to come out of it. Um, I just wanted to give everyone a reminder who is not on our roundtables um, as of yet. We have free uh, roundtable discussion calls every week. Um, Stephen mentioned them in the conversation here. It's uh, a big part of our community. Uh, You can join those at AngelaCote.com slash roundtables. Um, they are incredible. Um, they're definitely a huge place to get value in our community. Um, and definitely also check out our um, exponential growth tip newsletter, which you can also get access to at AngelaCote.com, where we send um, tips on leadership, mindset, innovation in the industry, franchising, a lot of the stuff you heard today. We share a lot of that in our newsletters every week as well. Um, and I guess we will end off by saying, go be awesome, or maybe as Steven says.
1: Don't be shitty.